0: I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am, and I get what I get because I live and be smoked Stop being gazelles. You're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great.
1: What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ. Joined by my co-host, uh, 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 the, the Nostradamus, Nostradamus of the, the NBA, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the predictor of all things, Eric do- Dr. Eric Thomas, <laughs> and uh, Reverend,
2: Reverend Bishop Carl. Not the First. Reverend.
1: Hey. How
2: y'all feeling?
0: Hey, so we could do a PTI now, right? Am I qualified to do PTI now?
2: <laughs> well,
1: well I- I'm going to be real. You was hedging pretty heavy. Last time when we asked for the prediction, so we'll jump into that. But, um, we definitely got to cover that. A matter of fact, because everybody's been uh hitting us up. What do y'all think about the game? We're gonna cover that for sure. Um, but we got to get into the uh, am I tripping or he said, Yo, see, let me get it. This yeah, let me week. get this one. Yeah, let, let me, me get, get this, this
0: one. Everybody know that I'm like four for 29 on the chunky cookie cheek gut ministries uh right, I, right. I i've been doing a phenomenal job of not eating cookies and ice cream uh since we put out that tgim a few weeks ago proud of myself but am i tripping See, or when you go on a serious health commitment challenge you're not gonna go there they give it out for free i'm at wendy's yesterday with my girl now this is my girl she ain't on what i'm on so I ain't, you know what I'm saying, I ain't trying to put her on yeah. what I'm on. But Dee, Dee yeah. like, she wanted her some french fries. So we go to Wendy's for the small boy, get her the fries. I get to the counter. Homegirl, give me a Frosty, a original chocolate <laughs> Frosty. And I'm like, boo, right. I'm good. I'm like, I'm good on that. Like, we ordered french fries. She's like, oh, okay, that was my fault. Hey, but here, take the, um, take it. I'm like, what? She like, take it. I- <laughs> And y'all know that, like, I ain't never said this on TGIM, no podcast, but back in the day, remember, that was my, when we first hooked up, that was my go-to. And I remember when they used to give us the little key, it was like a little small little coupon on the key ring that any order, Mm. you get a free, uh, small, like extra small. A uh, uh, frosty and I promise you I ain't had one in about three. Yeah, or four it was just years. a little
1: shot. It was a little
0: shot. Glass oh, of, uh, man. Frosty, yeah. And they gave me one last about. night and I promise you I was too tired to fight. See, I was too tired to fight. o'clock. I was too tired to fight. So I got to the crib and hit about a half of that joint, bro. Wow. Yeah, every
1: time you trying to be on your hookup and I'm gonna tell you what it, you know, for me. You know, when you a big guy, everybody expects you to eat. So not only the free joint, but like, say you trying to lose weight and you like known as like a big eater and a big guy, like my mother-in-law and everybody cooking, like they have like, you know, a little family event at the crib and they come over and they, the pressure's just on you to eat like a a stallion, you know what I'm saying? They're looking at you like, get another plate. I know that ain't all you gonna eat. You like, man, come on, man. I'm (laughs) something. Yeah, I'm trying to be on something, man. They would never let you. Let. I made you your favorite cake. you like, oh, Lord have mercy. Like, you don't want to be rude. you like, man, I ain't trying to be rude. So you didn't sit there and smash the whole cake to appease everybody else. Just killed your diet.
2: On the diet. Yeah, hey, I'm trying no, to see how, how he going to make up this one, see. I'm trying to see how he going to make up for it, dog. He, just, he talked about the fall. I want to know how he going to come back. Oh, I don't know. I don't know
0: what I can do. I'm already doing 15 miles, like running <laughs> three and walking 12 and doing – I don't know what else to do, see. I just think I might have had to just take the L on that one. Maybe nah, I'll well, fast you or know. Maybe i just fast. I don't well, know. Well, we
1: can always blame genetics. <laughs> you know what, you know saying?
0: what I'm saying? i I'm th- can always blame I'm thick-boned.
1: Genetics. I'm thick-boned. I'm thick-boned. I'm um, thinking Ricky. Yeah. Hey, I, I remember when, back in the day when we were um, on a little fitness challenge and we got messed up because Oprah gave away free K- oh. KFC. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's back in the hey, day. You know, hey, let me tell you know? what was so crazy, though. Let me tell you what was so crazy. <laughs> She was giving it away because they had started the grilled chicken. But we went in there and figured out that you could use the coupon for the <laughs> for fried whatever, whatever you wanted. Whatever you could want. so <laughs> have whatever you wanted. So we in there want. using the
0: coupons for
1: all the fried chicken. Not even trying to be healthy. Oh, I'm like, hey,
0: we out I don't know, if Carl. Remember though, Carl, you remember this? We went to the one spot,
2: and they didn't have it. They was out, so we went. We left that one and drove down Michigan Ave and went to the second KFC oh, spot. We to was going to every KFC in the city, <laughs> trying to see if we could get that. Uh, hey.
0: And then we wanted to see if you could use the coupon more than one time. more than one time. So yeah, <laughs> man, y'all yeah. hey. just tripping, man. When you get serious, bro. No, and there's, uh, no, nothing free. Nobody's trying to give you your favorite desserts. But as soon as you make the commitment to get to that next level, it's your everything just freebies, man. And I man. promise you, like, what
1: is it about free? Like, just the word free make everybody. I'm like, yo, everybody wasn't even hitting KFC. I don't even like KFC like that. And I was trying to hit it because it was free. Oh, I'm everybody like, was yo, lying. y'all probably We probably spent more in gas going to the other KFC oh, just no to doubt. try to get it free, especially in the old school bourbon. The old school bourbon, you rev it up from one light to the next, you a quarter All tank the gas down. was gone. You know what I'm saying? So, but something about free, man, we love free in our society. So, no question, man. You definitely not tripping. E, that's definitely a reality, man. When you try to get on your health kick, it's always a hater trying to pull you back. And uh, yeah, for sure. So now nah, let's jump into it, man. We um last time we talked, Golden State was down one to three. Uh looked pretty bleak. And I can't, I don't even remember what y'all said. I didn't—I don't remember anybody pretty much saying they thought for sure Golden State was going to come back and get it. I think we thought that there was a chance. Obviously, you know, you set the record 73 wins. You know, obviously you got a chance to go on a three-game win streak. It's not that hard, but it just wasn't looking promising. And um, lo and behold, fellas, they came back and did it. What
0: were y'all thoughts as you watched them win I, three look, straight I, I, games? Look, I don't have no thoughts. This is all I want to say. To all our listeners out there like for real because you know p c said it like this ain't pti and we joke and we play around a lot but game six c you know that 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 is still like burns and i ain't no okay c fan like that you know but i i don't just watch the game to watch the game i look at our lives i look at my personal life and now nah, you know they had to win that game six see and once they lost that game six it was pretty much like, it's a wrap. Now, I'll be honest, they played a lot better in Game 7, OKC, okay, than I thought. But see, when they when they missed that opportunity, see, all I could think about is all the people that I know. I'm, talent, like, see, when I hear the word talent, now nah, I want to throw up, see. I'm going to be real. Like, when I hear people, I'm talented. And talent and potential. I want to throw up, see, because I'm like, yo, how many talented people do I know that, that that's living from check to check? Or how many talented people do I know that's broke? And when I looked at OKC in game six, I'm like, yo, you you," the trajectory of the team of Kevin Durant's legacy of Westbrook legacy went away after that game. See, it was a now moment. No opportunity wasted. And there are people that are listening on this phone. I'm not just talking about a game and we're not just talking about a game, but they had a chance to go home in game six and lock that thing up. And they led the entire game for the most part. It wasn't to the very end that they choked. And I heard somebody say, uh, not OKC, uh, Choke KC. You know, they like, they choked. And so I'm just saying, see, it was an opportunity of a lifetime, bro. And, and for some of us, if you were to win your game six, you'd be at six figures now. If you were to win your game six, you'd be at seven figures right now. If you were to win your game six, like, you'd be in a different place. So I don't want you just to get caught up in the Western Conference Finals. I want you to think about the game six in your life. The opportunity that's coming up in your life that if you nail, everything is going to change for you. Now what are we talking about? Who, where KD going? What's going to happen to Westbrook? He only got one year left. What's going to happen to OKC? Where if they would have won that game and gone to the finals and won, man, they would be – man, I'm talking about KD legacy would be forever. That's yeah,
2: huge. No, I, I, uh, heard, see, I, said, I heard – see, I heard your real boy real. said uh, – Kenny Smith said something um, at the end of – I don't remember if it was six or seven – But he said, and again, we're not talking about basketball like he said, but he said, I don't understand why they don't do more of the things that work. And I was like, again, Mm. when he said that, I lost basketball altogether. I was like, yo, let me just think about my life for a minute. Like, why aren't we doing more of the things that work? Like, you go through a day and you realize that, hey, when I smiled, I'm I'm going to keep it real simple. When I smiled, oh, I got that response. When I did this, oh, I got that response. Why aren't we not doing more of the things that work? And I was just like, wow, that's so huge, man. Like, if you really take a measurement of what's happening in your day, like, it ain't deep. You can see what's working. You can see what's not working. And just when he said that, was just like, man, we just need to focus on more of the things that work. Seth Curry, well, he said, um, well, he said my man did it effortlessly. He just did what he mm. did. He continued shooting. Your boy, Claire, was off as all get out at the beginning of the game, but they continued shooting. And you yeah, know that that's yeah, what worked we, for it, them it, for 73 games.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think the other thing that you have to, um, you know, give Kerr and, and the Warriors credit for is making the adjustment. You know, they they went with Igudala a little bit more. You know, they they can't, they got Barnes, you know, out of the lineup and brought him in in, in more of a six man role, and so they made some adjustments. And I think for real, that's why it's so important to assess whether you up or down. I think there's lessons to be learned on both sides, right? Absolutely. I saw a few absolutely. things that kind of. You know, I was like, uh oh. Like, they asked, I believe, I'm not sure if y'all saw it, but they asked KD and Westbrook about Curry's defense because he played like good defense. I think it was game five or something like that. And they were like, hey, what did you think? You know, Curry, you know, p- seemed to be playing better defense or whatever. And they laughed at him, you know? And I don't, I don't know if y'all saw that, but it was at the press conference and they kind of chuckled, like, Psh, please. And it was like kind of a, a little bit of a cocky. You know arrogant kind of swagger and I was like, uh oh, okay, and then you saw on the other side Golden State just say and it's so cliche guys But this is so true. You take it one game at a time. Yeah, it might have been crazy to think about winning three in a row Right, and that's what some of you doing and I get on people all the time This is the same thing I talk about with the levels guys you yeah It might be crazy for you to sit there and think okay. I'm gonna make six figures Right. But you focusing on six figures. But if you had thirty five thousand right now, if you were to say, OK, I just got to get to forty yeah. thousand like that's not crazy. Yeah. But yeah. you always look at it in terms of where you want to be in 10 years, which is fine. You can have those big goals, but you have to reduce it down. And what Golden State did is say, we ain't got to win three in a row. We got to win this one. All right, cool. We won game five. All right, we ain't got to win two in a row. We got to win game six. Boom, and they won game six. And they say, hey, it's here for the taking. And if more people will start looking at their lives like that, even with the weight loss, and, you know, we're joking about weight loss and all of that. Yo, stop looking at, oh, I need the six-pack. Don't worry about the six-pack. Just get your heart rate under control just be able to walk two miles like you it is a process And that's why we always say trust the process And I think one of the things that has worked for us as a company is we've never tried to skip those steps We have always been faithful to those steps with every single thing we've ever done We took it level by level at no point did we try to jump the gun look how long it took us to start the podcast it wasn't just because we were delaying it, we wanted to wait until we had a, a, a base, a support base of people who would listen to the podcast so that it could be you know, fruitful, that it could be information that would help people go to that next level. I tell people all the time, you just start seeing me speak. How long have I been with ET? For a long time and you just now seeing me speak at the VIP events on the podcast and things like that Why because we had to go through the levels. I wasn't ready to speak then right? I had to get some information under my belt. I had to get some accomplishments under my belt What was I gonna speak to you all about ten years ago? The only place I could speak ten years ago was probably college and high school Why? Because I had no experience in the corporate world. I had no experience in the business world. I had no experience how to run a company, build a brand. I had none of those experiences. So what I look like getting up, trying to tell everybody what they're supposed to do. No, we went through it level by level and now I just now got to the point where hey, we built a multi-million dollar company things are going well now you need to go back and start teaching this stuff and some of you jump the gun so quickly and all you want to do is fly straight into the big time and then you hit this invisible glass ceiling and you think it's a glass ceiling It's not. But you're not respecting those levels. And if you take it one game at a time, and it's so cliche, and we hear it all the time, and I think because it's so cliche, we kind of lose our focus and just ah, brush it off one game at a time. Ah, I'm tired of hearing that. But you saw Golden State literally go on and win that game and win the next one and win the next one because they took it one game at a time. They was not tripping. And I'm going to be real. If you watch game seven, I thought they was going to steamroll OKC. They actually got down like 13 14 points in that game seven and they kept their head about themselves and just said one game at a time One quarter at a time one possession at a time and they came all the way back and won it And so you have two examples somebody who got in the lead and got a little comfy put on the cruise control And somebody else who said we're gonna take it one game at a
0: time and you see the difference in what happened Yeah, and I know for me man. I'm I um you know, again, guys, like I said, we're not talking about basketball here. Basketball is the context, but we're talking about something a lot deeper here, you know, and this morning during my workout, I was watching SportsCenter and the Draymond Day Day's commercial came on with the Beats, you know, the Bay. And I looked at that commercial, see, and I was like, yo, had they lost that series, this commercial would have been irrelevant. Either, either they would have stopped playing the commercial Or you would have saw the commercial and been like yo day day and see this is what people don't realize see and that's why I was grateful You said on either the last show or the previous one you said one of the previous ones you said small victories, right? So what happens is these small victories put you in a position that day days in right now, you know what I'm saying and so that small victory now puts him in a position where the commercial is I saw the commercial like beast mode Cause all i could think about was his interviews and how he was saying we're gonna come back we not i'm not gonna i couldn't i couldn't live with myself for a whole summer if we won 73 we went 73 and nine and then we got beat in the western conference finally i couldn't live with myself you know so i don't know who this team is i kept thinking about that i'm like yo draymond just gave himself you know i don't know another month of life you know what i'm saying whatever but this commercial is relevant because they won and you don't realize that you're not relevant just because you do a podcast. You're not relevant because, you know what I'm saying, you had a speaking engagement. You're not, you're not relevant only because of that. What makes you relevant is the wins, you know, the success. Nothing succeeds like success. And so I saw that commercial this morning. Now, I did. I also saw, two to three days ago, I saw the Dwayne the, the Wade commercial with, uh, with Iceman Gervin. Shout out to uh, hometown hero, Iceman Gervin. And they was talking about, you know, just how cold Wade's game is, but it didn't have as much impact, see, or significance because they lost. You know what I'm saying? They didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So I'm just saying, man, I was looking at Draymond, like looking at Day Day, like, wow, here's a kid who backed up his talk, and now his commercial is, you know, running, and he's he's benefiting in so many other ways, other than just the game. Kid got a peanut butter and jelly commercial. He doing, uh, bro.
2: I'm, he ain't doing nothing but standing there. I'm talking about just standing there putting peanut butter. That's the NBA app or something. Yeah, but that's, that's what like happens still, when you yeah, win. You're relevant. you yeah. relevant.
1: Wow. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you definitely are, and I think, you know, it, it, it's a situation where – it's a culture, right? We talk about it. It's a it's a winning culture. He came in and they switched that culture up, and you know he's reaping the benefits because of it because of it. People want to be associated with winners, and and that's what he is. Now he better be careful on them technicals and uh, losing his mind out there because he' about to get suspended here in a quick second. But yeah, no, the boy doing this thing is no question about that. Um, hey, right, so any, he predictions? About,
2: any predictions? Any uh, predictions? Real uh, quick. Uh,
1: Y'all know me, man. I, I'm 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 an LBJ <laughs> fan, oh, no. and I hate to say it, cause I know he always, you know, like getting on me. Like, okay, he got to he got to put up, you know. And I know it, it is time, but um, man, it's I, been I, time. I, he said it's I, time. It's been time. Let me say this. <laughs> my head. Well, let me say this. If I had to bet, I would probably go. You got to go with the Warriors, right? I mean, they got home court advantage. They won seventy three, but my heart is definitely with Cleveland. Um, you know, I'd like to see LeBron get one for the home team. I mean, I don't know, man, I'm a sucker for a good storyline and, you know, I just look at LeBron and, you know, going back to Cleveland, you know, being from there, you know, getting a, a ring for the hometown and maybe I relate to Cleveland a lot, you know, because it's very similar to Detroit. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, Midwest, you know, those same kind of values, tough economic times. And Cleveland has yet to win a championship in, like, any sport for, like, a grip. And I'm grateful we don't have that. Now, the Lions definitely ain't hooked us up with a chip. But, you know, we do got the Pistons and the Red Wings. Even the Tigers got one in, what, 89, something like that. So, 84. Like, we 84. Got some championships. 84, sorry. No, you we got good. You young, bro. Under. You good. <laughs> yeah, we got some championships under our belt where Cleveland, I think their last one is, like, Fifty-some years ago, for the any sport, and I'm like, wow. So I would, you know, the, the 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 softer side of me would like to see Cleveland get one. You know what I mean? The Midwest town, you know, I kind of root for. Um, you know that that type of underdog story. San Francisco, Oakland, they got the the Silicon Valley. Y'all good. Just chill out. You know what I mean? Y'all got one last year. You know, y'all don't need that kind of that kind of love two years in a row. So I'm just saying, that's kind of where I'm thinking. Hey, so if I wasn't
0: your boy, I'd say bring out the violin. You know, but, <laughs> hey, uh, man, you uh, know what I'm saying, but, but hey. Y'all ask me, man, hey. don't ask my opinion. Now, now, you know, to be honest, you know, Quicken Loans has shown us nothing but love. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't got none but love, you know, for Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert, you know, and the crew. LeBron has done nothing but show me love, you know, the LeBron James, you know, uh, foundation, the stuff that he's doing in the schools. You know, he has um, contracted me out on several occasions to go to those LBJ. Uh, schools and speak not only that when he released his shoes the 13s the 12 you know he had me at his um, program and gave me the opportunity to address those young people so um, mad love for LeBron man definitely the mad love Uh, and would love to see LeBron you know have continued success and like you said being a Lion fan and we haven't won since 57 it wasn't even a Super Bowl I don't know what they called it back then you know Uh, so for sure I definitely would uh, but, you know, you know, we also see, um, and, and, and we're not Golden State fans, and we're not going to sit here and act like we Golden State fans and, you know, ride Golden State bandwagon, but we are definitely, you know, Draymond Green fans. You know, we Michigan State Spartans, so we love to see uh, our people succeed. You know, my son is, of course, a general manager, and it has a lot to do with, um, you know, Dray, uh, Draymond, Dede, and um, T. Walt. They show him love when he was in high school you know and open up that door for him and you know day day them still show jalen love and you know he brought the championship um ring home last year brought the trophy you know kids who would never be exposed to that never get to touch you know a trophy he brought it we played oregon he brought it to the uh to the pregame. did the speech for the guys we ended up beating oregon that game you know so dre dre Draymond definitely brought home i mean multi-millions to the to the uh, uh, to to the uh, athletic department. So man, we we love our Spartans. Man, love Draymond. I wouldn't be pissed if he brought home another championship. Got that back to back. But I definitely, like I said, see my heart. You know, um, is always at home. But man, again, Quicken Loans, Dan Gilbert, they have done nothing but show us love. So whoever wins, I feel like as an organization, we win no matter who wins. You know, but um, definitely, man, I feel you with LeBron making that sacrifice and coming back home and the people hating his guts, burning his jersey. It would be good to see that story end, you know, in a a much better way, man. I'm going to be honest about that.
2: Got it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm right between. I'm. I'm with y'all in terms of. I, I think my biggest piece. I'm a sucker for the history books, man. You go seventy three and nine. Yeah, I want to sure. see that season completed. Yeah. I do. Yeah. But like, every, I yeah. mean, like ENC said. I mean, no. I'm talking about nothing but respect for LeBron, Cleveland, man. They're playing their butts off right now. So I mean, flat out win win. But I think my slight edge is to Golden State.
1: Yeah. No. No doubt. And I think my slight edge is to whatever team. Emails, info at etinspires.com oh, and no say, doubt. hey, we need the <laughs> no edge. Is the hip-hop preacher available to available. come in and That's, the the cast. Cast. No, that's who usually,
0: we going yeah, for. You know no what I'm saying? The Cash usually show us that type of love, for sure.
1: Ah, well, we'll see. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, we free agents, so uh, we ain't got no, uh, no contract with neither one right now. So we'll see who uh, is smart enough to make that call. You know, right off the bat, um, all right, cool, let's transition, guys. And, you know, I always try to, you know, bring stuff to the podcast that I see, you know, throughout, you know, the regular course of my day. And, and this one, um, I, I want to make this shift because I think it's important, but this one, I, I believe you guys were with me one time. But anyway, around the corner from my house, my wife was on me about getting her car washed, and, you know, I, for whatever reason, I hadn't done it in a while. And so I, you know, went and got her car and took it around the corner and there's this place around the corner and I give them a shout out. Auto Bell is the name of it. And it's around the corner over here in in the Atlanta area. And I get over there and I promise y'all, I don't know what it is. This is the best car wash in the world. Like, I really don't know what it is, but they have. Listen, and, and you guys came with me one time, so you could speak to it a little bit. But they had all... Every kid working there is... And they got young ladies and young men working there. All of them are probably... Look like they're between the ages of 16, 17, and maybe 21. Like, everybody working there. And these kids are the most professional, hard-working kids you've ever seen in your life. And I promise you, they got like 20, 30 of them working. And they work so hard they are so polite the environment i mean it's like a chick-fil-a experience in car washes right and i go to other car washes and it definitely is not that right it's definitely not even close to that and i'm sitting there and i'm going like how can they get all of these kids to buy in to the point where i'm talking about as soon as you pull up Hey, sir, how you doing? Can I, you know, interest you in this, this, this? Okay, sounds good, sir. Just step out the car. We'll take it. Boom. You come around. I mean, they
2: sprint from one end to the next to get your, like, yeah, that, there that's is no the part walking. I remember, see. When you first started talking, Yo, I was there's like, I remember no walking. seeing the wash, but they were running every errand they were doing. They were running. I do remember that. Yeah, that's crazy. right. So if
1: you got to go get a dry towel to start, you know, finish cleaning the whip, there is no such thing as walking to get the towel. They literally sprint. From place to place. And I'm sitting there yesterday as I'm getting Candace Car Wash and I'm going, gosh, like, how do you develop a culture inside your company that speaks to this? Because that car wash is always packed because everybody knows they're going to get great, reliable service. Yet you can go down the street, right? You go down the street and it's a completely different experience. And as I'm sitting there, I'm going, okay, is it the training component that's taking them to the next level? Is it the leadership? Is it the buy-in from the kids? Are they finding, uh, is the recruiting strategy? Are they finding the right kids? Are they going to like some school and, and finding the best of the best for this? Are they paying them more than they pay them down the street? What is it that allows this environment and this culture to just be on a whole different level from the exact same type of company right down the street, right? And we see that in every area and we get frustrated when we get bad service. and And, and unfortunately, We live in a time where, you know, usually if it's a lower paying job, right, something we see as, you know, maybe fast food service workers or, you know, something like that. We have come to expect a certain, you know, level of professionalism, which is not very high. But here it is. I know these kids can't be making a ton of money, but I'm talking about they going hard in the paint. And so I wanted to bring it to you guys and just say. Like, yo, what do you think the important factors in building that type of culture are? Like, how do you think they got all of those kids to buy in? I almost wanted to talk to the manager and be like, yo, can you put me up on y'all recruiting strategy? Can you put me up on your train? Like, do these kids go through like an eight week training or like, how do, how do you get all of these kids to buy in? Not There's not one kid out there that looks like, you know, they, they mad they got to be there. And, and so for you guys, what do you
2: think goes into building that type of winning culture? So I think, I mean, first of all, you mentioned all the factors, see, the biggest one for me, and I've been on this, man, I'm telling you, my wife, you call her, my mom, the last couple of weeks we've been talking, and to me, the biggest factor is the environment. Like somehow you got to set that standard, and I don't know, I think, see, the key is the first couple of people you get in there, because those first key people will set the standard, that, that company culture of what it's supposed to look like. And its I'm telling you, it's real easy to fall into an established culture, good or bad. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the culture is, good or bad, to me, it's real easy to fall into that. So we we all like, like I was saying with my mom we literally the last week or so we've been talking about like how do you take somebody from I'm talking about nothing like you know poverty whatever homelessness whatever the number one thing that I've come up with and you all could tell me if I'm wrong but it's a change of environment before anything else happens and it doesn't have to be physical it could be you know a mental thing that happens where you just see but some change of environment has to happen so I think that's one of the key factors man and if these kids come in and see that you know what I'm saying? How dare you start walking, like, strolling up to the next car when the other three dudes that was just right next to you, they're sprinting over to the next car? You're going to feel left out. You're going to feel odd. Like, so I'm in mean, right here. Like, I'm watching these, and everybody. you're going to do what everybody else is doing. That's just human nature. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do it, and, hey, I'm not I'm not um, rene- reneging on my, my thing last week about Tetris, but I'm saying in this kind of culture – Like, you are going to be forced to step your game up. You're not just fitting in, like, you know, the Tetris thing we talked about. But you're going to be forced to step your game up in a way that now it it keeps that company culture going. You get where I'm going?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, a thousand percent. And I just look at it, and I'm like, okay, Carl, but you still have to create that. Like, somebody had to create that initially. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it was the first five kids you had to get to buy into running around. Come on, man. It's Atlanta. It's 100 degrees. kids run, I'm talking about sprinting. And like, I mean, on your car and you out of there. And I'm like, wow, I'm just looking like, yo, this is crazy. It's the same thing we talk about with the Chick-fil-A experience. Like, what is the training manual and why doesn't McDonald's have it? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying, no shade against McDonald's, but I'm just like, yo, Y'all got, y- y'all a billion, trillion dollar company. Why can't y'all just get the same training manual? And I think it speaks to the core values of, of maybe what they believe. Like, you know, th- that's not one of their core values. Maybe they like, look, we're not spending that much time on training. We got, you know, the dollar menu. And if you notice, Chick-fil-A ain't got no dollar menu. They like, look, we're going high-end
0: service. You know, so I think maybe it's the core value element. E, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to what Carl said because I think it's important. Somebody f- philosophically, Somebody has to believe in that, you know, what I'm saying like somebody has to believe in. That. And I know I say this all the time, but a medical student, Roger Bannister, I think is his name. And uh, it was in Oxford, England, back in like 1954. He was the first person recorded to run a mile in under four minutes. Now, listen to me this for any runners. And you guys know, you know, I'm not good at a lot of stuff, but running is something that, you know, I just naturally, you know, uh, like to do. And this guy, Roger Bannister, like I said, a medical student. See, this ain't my man, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't even like really on the track team like that. This dude runs a mile in less than four minutes. And I'm telling you, after that, everybody starts to do it. Everybody starts to do it. Why? Because he makes it believable. You know, he 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 makes it possible. So I think what happens when, when a culture changes, somebody in a new culture or somebody in a superior culture makes people believe like, yo, this is beneficial. You know, let's be real. See, I couldn't stand school when I was coming up. Not only did I get a PhD by the grace of God, I'm about to go after this law degree. Why? Because I understand the benefit of education now. Like, I don't see it as grades or I don't see it as degrees that you need to hang on your wall. Like, see, I get it. There is a direct correlation between um, your degrees, Carl's degrees, my degrees, and the success that we're having. You, you don't I'm saying, like, you don't, you don't, you don't have to uh, convince me now why I need to spend twenty-five thousand dollars to send my son to school. Because that twenty-five thousand dollars is gonna turn into a million and some dollars for him. I get it. See, and I think what happens with a Chick Fil A is that a Chick Fil A uh, is able to get people to understand that there's a benefit in giving people good service. That it translates into. A, a profit like don't get it twisted they're not just giving you yeah, good service just to give it to, a to you for them though E like are, are, is your check going up cuz you said oh, yeah. hello a- absolutely is going up it's going up for us like we're looking at breathe University seeing we're seeing people say I'm not trying to be disrespectful but a lot of people are saying this is not our first university this is not our first professional development experience you guys are doing something that nobody else is doing and we want to be a part of it. And so we're seeing the see we're see, we got over a 1000 some students. We are seeing in a matter of months, see, we're not talking about 8 to 10 months. We're seeing in a matter of a few months that people are signing up for breathe you from the $19 package and we got people signing up regularly for for the higher package. Why? Because they're saying, "Yo, you're doing something that it's not really, it's an anomaly. It's not being done by the content that you're giving out. Like, nobody's doing this. Like, E, you on the call? See, we talking to you. We're not talking to your third. Like, it makes a difference, see? And so for us, philosophically, we believe that... Yeah, the, we,
1: and let me challenge you though, because I agree with you in a sense. Because you're talking about, you know, we got a small company. There's only uh, 11, 12 people that work at ETA, so everybody can see a direct benefit. If I'm, if I just got hired in at a major chain like Chick Fil A, you know how far I am from the top. How do you keep that environment? Oh, you're what at what the top. Is I want no, to see how we top, can build out ETA and have five thousand employees. Because and you got no, the Carl said it. Employee on fire like
0: Carl E and CJ. Yeah, Carl just said it though. He just said it. When that's the culture, see. When that becomes the culture, when you are when you play for the Boston Celtics, you get it. Like we only hang up championship banners. You know what I'm saying? So you come into that culture. And so what what we have to do. And and again, this is what I love about Quick and Loans. I'm just gonna be real with you. I have seen. I've I've worked for many corporations. See, and they all have uh, vision statements and they all have you know their philosophy. Let me tell you what I what I've seen Quick and Loans do on your desk. In the bathroom, see. In the in the in the elevator, see, in the parking lot, see, at the basketball game, see. Their like business cards. Their business their emails. cards, see? Yeah. Their email, see, like the culture is everywhere. It's not it's no joke, see. It's every single place you go. I've never seen that in my life. And the train is not they train you in the beginning on, not what you do. I've never seen a company do training on the culture. I don't care what you do. We don't care what your job is. We're going to teach you what we do. So when you do whatever you do, you do it the way we do it. Who we
2: are. We We train you on who we are, not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And that's unbelievable.
0: I've never seen that before. See, so I'm just saying what Chick-fil-A does is they train you on who they are. This is who we are. We speak. They are a Christian based organization. They play gospel music. And, and all of their uh, all of their stores Christian music every store every bathroom is clean like it, it, See they're selling chicken sandwiches with a pickle on top of it they, they're, they're selling customer service is what they're selling everybody speaks everybody uses your name And so I think see that what you're talking about is companies who have a philosophical belief they have a mission statement they have a vision statement and It is on paper, but it's not a lived experience. What we're talking about is if you want everybody in the company to embrace this Philosophy, then it has to be lived and not just in written form Yeah, no, and I
1: agree. I agree and I just think like that has to be one of the hardest things in the world to do Because as, as you get further away from the head, you know what I'm saying? Like let's just be real like like I said, we have a small company right now. I'm not sure if we have 5,000 employees, if we got the the type of training system, and it's just me being honest, you know, and, and being careful on how quick we grow. If we had 5,000 employees, could we duplicate what we see right now? Could we duplicate that with the 5,000th employee who maybe is making, you know, 12, 13 bucks an hour, just, you know, maybe firing off some calls, whatever they're doing, How do you recreate that feeling and I guess you're right you have to you have to maintain that as a culture you have to have it written everywhere you have to but there there has to be another element and and that's why I guess I'm getting to is you have to have the right person right because I even you got some people that's just negative by nature. So if I come in there, so do you feel like, let me ask
0: you this. Uh, let me, let me phrase it as a question. Can you just drop anybody in that system No, and it no, works? no, no. And that's what I'm saying to you. You've answered the question yourself, see, which is why you guys said, E, you can't recruit no more. Like you could speak, you could be on the pot, you can do whatever you want to do, E, but you can't recruit anymore because for whatever reason, you're not able to recruit yourself. You know, like whatever reason, E, you're choosing the old E when you recruit and you're not choosing the, the, the new E. So we got that and I think if that's what you're asking for specifically the I think that you have to have a phenomenal recruiter The individuals that are doing the recruitment have to look for and be able to identify the specific characteristics that are uh, 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 Priorities in that company that are non-negotiable and be able to say based on your experience with that person for 30 minutes in an interview process that this person has what it takes or there is a 30-day period where you're able to identify, no, this person is not the brand and they need to go. And I think that's what most companies do wrong. We spend so much money and time on other aspects, but I believe that the recruit, it's just like the NBA, the NFL, uh, 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 re- the recruitment process, uh, uh, who's got the rec- number one recruitment class? You know, And so Alabama is getting the number one kids, and they're and they doing it every year, see? Uh, 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 LSU. You know, uh, uh, Oregon, uh, 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 Michigan State, like we can call the teams out that are that are consistently recruiting the top kids and they keep going to the final four in football. They keep going to the final four in basketball. So
2: recruitment to me, I think that
0: recruitment and hiring process cannot be
2: overlooked. The follow up seat is I mean, just to go back to us, you're saying if 5000 members down, we're not seeing it. It's our fault. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, like, you can't, you cannot keep the person around that's toxic. I mean, just to answer your question, to be real, if you do have somebody that's not fitting into that culture, um, you you give them the due training, the due diligence, whatever, but if they're not fitting into that culture, then they got to go because you cannot allow it to change the culture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So you have to be real quick with that draw and kill that. I mean, quick. You're not going to change what we have going. So if you're not running and washing cars and smiling – you gotta go. It's just that simple. So I I do agree with you to that extent. Like you have to be able to somehow like I mean both both points. You gotta recruit well. But if the person coming in isn't that person, then you gotta get rid of. them. I mean as quickly as possible. As quickly as so possible. So then
1: so and I agree right. And so if we know this, and and I'm just and I guess you know back to kind of my original question. Why is there such a difference between the Chick Fil A and the McDonald's? Like do you, and, and I'm, I'm I mean like seriously like like don't just say it to say it, but like. When you when they look at their training practices or they look at their hiring practices, I'm saying Why can't they just recreate that experience? They like, have they recreated
0: what's important to them that you just said it That's not it, but you don't think you, so you think in the top
1: board meetings at McDonald's right now the see CEO they sitting there going all right, we really don't care about customer service like that
0: I, I, I wouldn't say they don't care about customer service, but it doesn't mean it's their priority Because what what we're
1: talking about is the exception and not the rule. Most companies where you have employees who, let's say, make under $20,000, you know, $25,000, whatever, most of the time you cannot get those employees to buy in. So the the few that we're actually talking about, you know, the car wash down the street that started this whole conversation, the Chick-fil-A's, you know, people working at the register at Chick-fil-A, I'm assuming they're not making, you know, $50,000 a year. Like, those are the anomalies. Those are the outliers. And so
0: I'm just trying to figure out how they have the secret sauce, yet most of the world can't figure it out. I I don't think that they have a secret sauce. When you look at McDonald's, McDonald's has a philosophy of their strength in numbers. So McDonald's is saying we we can make our money. But what we need to do is is, McDonald's is about real estate. So we'll be on every single corner. we'll, We'll be in every single market and we'll be able to make our money through the numbers. So, 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 so we don't necessarily have to do it through customer service. We'll do it through the masses. So, so, so some company is saying, Hey, we'll have 60,000 students. You know, we're saying, well, we only want 5,000 students, but we want to make sure that in these 5,000, we give them the best of the best, you know, in terms of quality. Mac- McDonald's may be saying, Hey, it's about quantity. So, so if we got a McDonald's everywhere. Cause look, see, if you go, if, let's be honest. You don't think Chick-fil-A could be in more markets. Chick-fil-a has made a conscientious decision that they started in the South and they're kind of limited to the South. Why? Because of that Southern hospitality and no disrespect to Michigan, but you're not, culturally, New York, you're not going to get that type of customer, the hospitality. So they have marketed the, the, the Southern region because that's where it's customer service is, you know, it, it's a part of the culture the Southern hospitality. So they've they've intentionally said we're not going to put our stores all over the world. We're going to have a few stores, but we will dominate the industry by focusing on customer service. Whereas McDonald's, Burger King, you know, Taco Bell, their strategy is in numbers. So I don't know if it's good or bad, but some coaches are offense uh, driven. Some coaches are defensive driven. So I don't think that it's to say one is better than the other. It's philosophically what you believe but then making sure that the people that you hire believe in what you believe in and they push that. So there are companies that are looking at us and saying, why aren't, why aren't ETA, why aren't y'all doing more? Why aren't you guys you know using this service? Or why aren't you guys in this market? And why aren't you guys getting sponsors? And why aren't you guys, because philosophically we care so much about our character and our brand that we who we align ourselves with is critical. So yeah, we might be able to get $2 million from a company. But if we get the two million dollars, some of the values that we believe in are things that we, 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 we value. We may have to compromise and we're not willing to compromise that. So I don't think that McDonald's is not saying that they want to do customer service. I just think McDonald's and board meetings are probably saying customer service is number four or number five. But getting our business and get like real estate, getting the corner markets. You know, and, and having the visibility, that's more important than McDonald's. And Chick-fil-A is saying we're not really concerned about, you know, visibility. That's not number one. If we have six stores, we want to make sure that when the customers come in, they they, they feel that they are number one in their value. The bathrooms are clean. We're closed on Sunday. They just I just think it's a different philosophical belief. But the key to me is whatever your philosophical belief is, your, cust- your employees know what it is. They're living up to it, and you're constantly driving and moving that thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think about it because,
1: um, you know, one of my friends had hit me the other day and was just talking about, uh, you know, of course, you know, the same complaint, you know, man, my work environment is toxic, you know, the, my coworkers, everybody down, you know, he had been listening to the podcast, you know, he'd been, you know, checking out all our stuff and, you know, getting, you know, inspired. And he was like, you know, I'm, I'm feeling positive, I'm on that wave, but I'm like the only one. You know what I mean? He was talking about the frustration of going into a work environment and a work culture, like we said, where nobody's trying to go to that next level, where everybody's down. And Monday morning you walk in and, you know, it looked like, you know, a funeral in that joint. And so, you know, what I was trying to tell him is, you know, you have to be the light in that situation. Like you have to be the one to actually change the culture. It doesn't take everybody. And And I told him about a story when I worked at... Um, General Motors, my father, you know, I, I think I've said it before, worked at General Motors for, you know, 32 years. And it, there was one summer where, um, it was after my freshman year at Michigan State, where he got me into like the summer program and I was working on the line. And I promise y'all, it was like, w- when I say Groundhog's Day, like I got up and did, like I turned school, I, I went up a notch in school that next year. Cause I just couldn't believe the monotony of You go in at the exact same time, you grab your, you know, I was in the paint department, you grab your glue gun, you stand at the back of the car, and for eight, nine, ten hours straight, you just do the exact same thing every day, all day, and when I had got in there, like, I was on the line, and nobody was talking to each other, like, people were looking like they were beefing, like, you know, they had been there for years, and it was just a dry environment, and I was like, wow, I was like, yo, it's crazy, like, I gotta do something to switch this up, because I've been here a week, and I'm about to die, like, I can't take it no more. And so I asked um, you know, my partner who was across from me, I said, are we allowed to bring music in here? Cause it's like, you know, kind of dead in here. Like, can we bring in radios? And he was like, well, I don't see why not. So I, the next day I brought in like one of my, you know, big radios or whatever. And, and now y'all know I'm smart. I didn't bring in and start playing like hip hop because most of the people in there was in their forties and fifties. I didn't come in with the music I wanted to hear. I brought in like some old school Motown, you know, I brought in some Temptations, some O.J.'s, like some Earth, Wind, and Fire stuff like that. That I have. Uh, my dad has some burn CDs, and so boom, I put that on. And everybody start coming down to like my station, like, oh, what's going on? You playing music, Da da da. And I, you know, I just tried to be a light in there. And then lo and behold, it was another lady who was down the line a little bit was like, oh, CJ, I got to bring you in some of my, you know, best sweet potato pie or whatever she was trying to bring. And I was like, hey, let's do a potluck. You know, on Fridays, let's just do a potluck. So we would start doing potlucks on Friday and I had the music going. And it literally changed the whole environment up and down that assembly line, probably five people in front of me, five people behind me on both sides. We now had a community where everybody was coming in and it was positive and everybody was excited to be at work. We was playing practical jokes on each other and it just changed the whole environment. So, you know, what I was trying to explain to him and what I'm trying to explain to anybody who's listening to this podcast and you have a toxic environment, you be the light. Like you be the one to bring that new energy, that that new creative ideas. You You be the one to say, hey, Monday mornings. We're not going to start working right away. We come in here and we're watching the TGIM all as a crew. And we're going to break it down and talk about it for the first 15 minutes of work. And then we're going to go into work. Like, you be the person to bring those new, fresh ideas, just those slight changes in your environment that could take your company, that could take you to the next level, that could even take your boss to the next level. So we can't complain about the environment. I know we talked about Chick-fil-A and McDonald's and the big, huge you know, conglomerates, but some of you are working in the office right now listening to this podcast and you can't stand the experience. I just refuse to go into a job every single day, eight, nine hours a day and be miserable. I have to do something to change that environment. You cannot You can no longer settle for being in an environment where it's just straight mediocrity, where you're straight miserable every single day. And the only time you're looking forward to is 5 o'clock when you get off and then Friday afternoon when you're done and you're dragging going into work Monday morning. Life is not supposed to work like that. You have to change the culture. Hey,
2: if y'all don't hear nothing else, walk away from this podcast saying the power's in your hand to change it. Fathers, mothers, kids, wherever you are, it ain't just work. Like you have the girl, power. I a, mean, it, it, listen it, to what hey, CJ girl, just said. Music. It takes one
1: person to get hot.
2: That's it. You feel me?
1: That's it. In Game Six, Clay got hot. Clay hit 11 threes. eleven Draymond threes. Draymond wasn't hot. Yep. Steph Curry wasn't hot. When nobody else hot, Clay hit 11 threes in Game Six and single-handedly brought them back. And then Curry Absolutely. hit a couple at the end. But one yep. person got hot, and so you waiting for everybody in the whole office to catch fire? It ain't gonna happen. You got to catch fire. You be the one to bring them back from, you know, 15 down and end up winning the game. But you have to get hot. Like somebody got to get hot. Your marriage sucks right now. You waiting on your husband or your wife to catch oh, fire. No, they might right. not oh, catch I fire. Know, you right. catch oh, fire and you take the right. team to the
2: victory. Flat Man, out. Don't don't accept it. I'm saying like you said so many people accept it every single day like this just what it is. I refuse, CJ. I refuse, I told my wife this, I refuse to come home to a house that's not happy. I refuse. It's not going to happen in my life. Anything else outside, cool, whatever, we can deal with that. But I refuse to come home to a family that's not happy, that's not smiling, that's not spending time together. I don't care what has to be done. I'm going to do it. We gonna. However, if I got to make the bed two, three times a day and that make you happy, but I refuse to come home to an, an unhappy house. And for me, home is that real passionate place because that's where I got to like really enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Work, I'm there for a couple hours. School, I'm there for a couple hours. But at the end of the day, I got to come home and I want to come home to a place that's just peace. Ain't calm. It ain't always going to be that, but give me 95% of the time. Give me 97% of the time. I'm going to make sure that this place is that that heaven You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, don't accept it, man. You can change it. Get hot. Somebody got to get hot. Somebody got to put up 11 threes. Yep, no
1: doubt, man. Um, let's let's make that switch, man. Yeah, let's jump it. into. I felt it. Oh, no I felt doubt. it. Let's jump, <laughs> jump into everybody's favorite segment. Um, ask ET, ask ET this week is brought to you guys by breatheuniversity.com. I know you guys hear us talk about us every week, but, um, like we said, man, we, we, we get it out the grassroots, you know, movement, man. We, we out the mud with it. So we sponsor our own stuff cause we believe in it. And so of course, and, breatheuniversity.com. And, 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 yeah. And let me
0: say this though. See, you know what I'm saying? I'd like to be as transparent as possible, you know, cause we are trying to help you guys. Don't think for one second, we haven't had individuals who've called, you know, with the check who are ready to sponsor, you know? Um, But understand, we value what we do so much and we value you so much that we don't want to, and we're not even saying there's anything wrong with people, you know what I'm saying? We're not even saying that, you know, people are bad, but what we are saying is that we are just so particular about this brand, you know? And for those of you who are like trying to make the connection, yo, you know, C's got a child, Carl's got a, a child that's getting ready, you know, for school eventually. Yo, we're very cautious about where we're sending these kids to school. I think CJ's um, uh, educational program that Tr- uh, Trey is in, they ha- they've got a system where it's monitored, you know, where they're meeting regularly with the instructors and finding out what's going on. You know, they have access to the child the whole time while he's there, you know, uh, because they, the safety, you know, what. What environment are you in? What are you learning? So for us, we're not saying brought to you by ETA because nobody else is writing checks and nobody else is interested, you know, in in and supporting us, but we're just saying that this we're so peculiar about what you're listening to, who we partner with, you know, how it affects what we do. So just make sure that you understand. That it's a method behind our madness, and it's not that we're doing it because we're desperate or we don't have options. Absolutely, and we still and we still look to partner with people.
1: If you if you're out there and your brand aligns with what we're doing, man, we'd love to um, have you sponsor. You know, one of the segments on the podcast. It just has to be in alignment with what we're doing, and we have to believe in it. So, uh, absolutely. But breatheuniversity.com, guys, go there, sign up. Listen, join us on this crazy journey. The calls, everything getting crazier by the day. Yeah, we got to get We're some going. testimonials
0: on here. Yeah. yeah, they need to hear what people are, are experiencing, y'all. Because
1: some uh, people yeah, are there not.
0: Was, yeah, there was one the other day, Carl, and maybe we can pull
3: it. I'll, um, yeah, I'll see yeah, if I f-
2: can pull it up.
3: Yep. Well, I just want to thank you all because I got married someday to a beautiful woman of four man, congratulations. years. congratulations. Congrats,
2: man.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Welcome when to you the club. To you guys, I got to be honest with you. I don't know where I'd be in this world. She's a perfect woman. But about four years ago, I started listening to your tapes on YouTube. And I said, I'm going to listen a little bit. Then I stopped. And I really wanted to go back and listen again. I joined the university two months ago. My new wife says, you're like a different person. I'm not a cocky guy, but I'm a confident man. When I listen to people and I do what I do with my own craft, I run an auto repair shop during the day. I'm good at what I do. I'm an Uber driver at night. I got a plan. I got a dream. And I just grind every day. And my wife says to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to school. I listen to you guys. On Sunday mornings, listen to tapes, I put the headphones on in the morning when I open up the shop. I just do my own thing. I just want to say thank you to all of you, because you guys are wow. great. I, say, you. I really know that. I, I you haven't mean, been to any right. to your motivation. I haven't been to any of your classes yet, but I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys really are good. And you put a lot of time and effort into all of you.
1: Listen. We got people holding each other accountable we got the workout groups we got the accountability groups people are now forming their own breathe university you know um cohorts depending on where they live they getting together they working out together they sharing business ideas the whole nine Um, so just involve yourself in a positive network with that being said i won't hold you guys anymore we'll jump into the segment everybody knows and loves and it's called ask et Um, let me see, where are my questions at? Okay. Um, nope, wrong one. Sorry, guys. Oh, while you look,
2: while you look, see BU special coupon code is still valid, y'all. BU, letter B, letter U, special, all lowercase, still valid. As long as you listen to this podcast, you can jump in and get 50% off that first month. So go for it. Okay,
1: so that, therefore, if you you do that 50% off the first month, if you had the $19 package, you can get it for the price of a burrito. So please uh, jump in, man. And, uh, um, Chipotle oh, man. burrito. You know what I'm saying? So uh, real quick, let's go, guys. We, we running long here. First question comes from Shannon in London. Shannon says, hey, ET. Hey, guys. Love the podcast. Um, really quick, i just started a new role, and I'm struggling with self-doubt. How do I get over this self-doubt and feeling inadequate?
0: I mean, she said all the time. Small victories, bro. Small victories. I mean, I got into the master's program. I wasn't the greatest reader and writer. Um, but every week I would read and write, get some small victories, turn in a rough draft, have my peers review it, you know. So just, just man, go to work, get some small victories, continue to grow in that area, and you'll feel more confident with each month, with each quarter, with each year. So, yeah, just stick in there, man. It'll get better.
1: Yeah, repetition. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know, the more you do it, you know, the more confident you'll feel. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Just hang in there. Keep grinding away. Keep learning as much as you can. And that self-doubt will disappear. We all have self-doubt when we start new things, right? Because we haven't done it before. So absolutely. Cedric in Memphis says, CJ, building my new brand, what's the most important thing to keep in mind? Um, Your USP, man. We talk about it all the time. You hear me say it all the time. Your unique selling proposition. What's going to make you you? You know, there's no need to reinvent the wheel. If you're building a brand that's already been built a million times over, um, you know, you'll, you'll quickly find that, you know, there's not a lot of work for you. But if you're building a brand that is unique to yourself and who you are and what you believe and, and what you have going on, then you have a chance to attract people. So, um, yeah, man, make sure you, you're, you're unique. You're, you're being your authentic self and you're not trying to build a brand that somebody else is building because it looks cool or you're trying to do what somebody else is doing because it worked for them because it won't work for you. Um, we're all built uniquely, so keep that in mind. Uh, the next question comes from Gary in Orlando, who says, E.T., how do I keep that fire burning? I'm making uh, pretty good money, my family is straight, and I feel like I'm putting it on cruise Man, control. Man,
0: cruise control, like, yo, that that's a problem, you know. Um, yeah, I, I can't relate, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm under the mindset that, you know, what have you done for me lately? You know what I'm saying? I'm under the mindset that, Um, What's next? You know, I conquered this, you know, I'm a hunter. What's next? You know, so I don't really understand how people can get comfortable. You know, um, you know, what 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 made you great today uh, will make you only good tomorrow and a week or two from now make you average. You know, so we talked about it. You know, Golden State, if they don't win this championship, you can't compare them to the Chicago Bulls because they went 73 and nine. I think we had the New England Patriots that went 16-0 and lost the Super Bowl. So, ain't nobody talking about the 16-0. So, for me, man, I just, I'm always trying to set new goals, set new bars, you know, do things that I've never done before. You know. um, so, man, I would just say you probably need to set some new goals. That's the problem. You probably need to set some new marital goals. You need some, um, some parenting goals, some financial goals, some professional goals. And I think with ETA and the guys can chime in, that's almost a cuss word to us. You know, I think on this line, we have so many goals and so many things we want to accomplish that if you listen to C closely, and, and he's not playing. When people ask, hey, now that y'all on top, you know, what do y'all think y'all need to do to sustain? Like, we don't even feel like we on top. Like we hear people talking about our success. See and Carl, y'all can speak to this, but I don't even think we felt like I don't think we even felt like we've gotten started, if you will. We haven't even broke the that's yeah, nice. I I yeah.
2: None close. I was gonna say real quick, um, the one thing we talked back to culture again, back to environment. Y'all have heard East said it before, but he's talking about a Nobel Peace Prize. And that's I mean, the 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 sweetest part of that is that's a work of a lifetime. You don't get that in ten years, you don't get that in five years. So I'm just saying, like, number one, of course, goals for us as a team and all that. But when you got a lifelong goal, like, you can't accomplish it pretty much till you, I don't know, you got to be grown, like, you know what I'm saying, mature. Like, you ain't heard no 13-year-old got a Nobel Peace Prize. I ain't never heard of it. But if it is, you know, congrats to you. But I'm just saying, just using that as an example. But, yeah, you got to keep, I mean, just big goals in front of you, man. You got your day-to-day, your weekly, your monthly, you know, by the end of 2016, 2017. But, like, what's going to happen when you turn 70? You know what I'm saying? What are you looking for at 70? What are you looking for at 75? And then beyond you, I got kids. CJ got kids. E got kids. Like, what goals do I have for my son? You know what I mean? Like, so there's never an end to it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Go with your son next. Especially being male. You know what I'm saying? There's never an end to it. As a male, you got that protector. Like, I got to protect my family. I got to do stuff. Like, I got to make sure they all right. So there's never an end. It's either my mom, my wife, you know, my son, my daughter. There's always some other goal that I got to set and keep working toward, man. So, yeah, just find some other goals, man. Love it.
1: Um, We're going to move on from that, guys, because we're running a little long. Uh, so thank you for all your questions for Ask ET. Of course, you can drop those on Twitter using the hashtag Ask ET, or hit us up at info at etinspires.com with those questions. We'll keep trying to get them on for you. Listen, guys, before we jump into ET's nugget of the day, let's um, let's go over the housekeeping a bit. We will be in Cleveland on Sunday, and everybody just start praying right now that my wife does not go into labor on Sunday while I'm at the conference in Cleveland. All right. <laughs> right <laughs> right now. Right now. Because um obviously the due date is uh next week and so we are hoping little mama, little Avery holds off. But um I will Or comes it. early. Which
0: one, see? Holds you off well, or comes early. One. As
1: long as she yeah, as long as she don't come on the eleventh. Um or, I'm sorry, is it the eleventh? No. What's the date? The fifth, sorry. Um she's supposed to come on the eleventh. She's supposed to come on the eleventh. So yeah, so may she, she come, come on her fifth. yeah, a due date. Yeah, no, we're good, but um, yeah, so I'm doing a little, just a little baby anxiety about that, but I will be in the building in Cleveland um, on Sunday. It's going to be a great time. If you are in or around Cleveland, know somebody in or around Cleveland, Please. call them up, let them know that it's going to Please. be crazy. We still got some tickets left. I know um, last I checked, we had a few VIP tickets, which usually go the fastest, um, but there are a couple of tickets left. It's at the Cleveland Convention Center, and we'll be there on Sunday. Um, we'll be done in plenty of time to watch the game for everybody in Cleveland who, like, oh man, we got the finals that night. We'll be done plenty of time for you to go check out the game. Hey, we might even check out the game with you. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Cleveland. And then also July 23rd and 24th, y'all been seeing it. It's live. The page is live now for sure. Um, the boot camp, guys. Listen, you need to be at the boot camp. You spend two days with us man it's it's gonna change your life I promise that All and right, see got, once again yeah.
0: see you got people man who already handling their business who bought tickets that's what kills oh, yeah. me the people yeah. who are already you know what I'm saying super successful yeah. and driven and focused they are man they already got their tickets and we're talking about it's another month and a a half away
1: yep, yeah, absolutely so get your tickets to the boot camp listen guys we're going in for a couple days straight and it, it is at home court for us so y'all gonna y'all gonna see exactly how this thing was built we're gonna have plenty of time it's not the podcast where we got to kind of rush through things and try to you know paint it as quickly as possible it's not the conference where we got a couple hours we're literally going to have a couple days we got tons of special guests coming in and the information is gonna be rich we're gonna have fun it's gonna be a great time so we're looking forward to spending those two days with you july 23rd and 24th um go to info or, I'm sorry, go to etinspires.com. You'll see the information about the boot camp up there. And then also if you're looking at flights, check the flights into Detroit and Grand Rapids. Do not try to fly into Lansing. The plane tickets would be ridiculous. We had some people email already, like, yo, plane tickets like a thousand dollars into Lansing. Do not fly into Lansing. Flying to Detroit is, is less than an hour drive to Lansing and where we'll be at. So check the Detroit flights. It's a lot cheaper. Um, you know, to get there. So I think that's it for the housekeeping notes. Did I miss anything? Oh, go write the review, please. iTunes, go write that review for us. You guys already know. Jump on there, write a review. Let us
0: know what you're feeling about the
2: please.
1: podcast. If that's it, um, yeah, we'll,
0: we'll we'll jump into ET's Nugget of the Day and let you guys get out of here. Now, look, guys, I want to do something a little different with the Nugget of the Day. Um, I, I It's in my spirit. And but I don't know if I'll be able to reproduce it uh, the way I did. I did it a few uh, about a year or so ago. So I'm going to have Carl play it for you guys. Look, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. Get out a piece of paper, get a pen, get a pencil. I want you to write down your dreams. okay? I want you to write this down. I want you to stand up, walk around while I'm while you're listening to the audio. I want you to feel this, guys. I want you to fill it, and I want you to use it as fuel for the last six months of this year. Look, you don't need anybody else to believe in your dream, all right? You don't need anybody else to believe in your dream. It's your dream. All right, guys, that's it. Appreciate
1: y'all listening, man. Go leave that review. We'll see you next week.
0: Price. because if you don't know what it look like, don't expect me, people call me all the time, ET, I know what you've been through, bruh, I know you feeling me, bruh, I know you from the D, like I'm from the D, you dropped out like I dropped out, I know you feeling me, E, E, I need $5,000 to get this thing off the, I said, what, you need how much, do, who, do, who gave me five grand when I was at Michigan State doing my program, I didn't get a, I didn't have no budget, but I didn't need a budget, I had a dream. I didn't need no help. The president never came and said to me, ET, we're going to help your program for this institution blow The president never came and I never quit. I never gave up. Why? Because it wasn't her dream in the first place to take care of a group of kids from the D. It was my dream. It was my goal. I don't expect you to do, I don't expect you to believe in my dream like I believe in my dream. And the problem with some of y'all is you want somebody else to support your dream. It's yours. I don't owe you a dime. It's your dream. If you want it to happen, get your butt up and make it happen. If you want it to happen, rise and grind. If you want it to happen, you're going to have to do what I do, and that's get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. If you want it to happen, that means you're going to have to get home at 2.15 and get your butt up at 5 so you can get to Detroit by 6. That means you're going to have to speak to the Chiefs and you're going to have to act like you got all the energy in the world. Why? Because this is my time. This is my moment. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Ain't no such thing as tomorrow. We only got today.